To the showcase situation, but shame. I know it was a, it, I was robbed, frankly, but it is one of my dreams just to spin that wheel because for years I have watched people struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Slip. I, that, what about the woman who, who kept holding on and went underneath it? How about the girl with the tank top running down? Oh, she is. You know what? Again, I don't Classic. use the word hero often, but that girl was a hero. And also, when you go in and you're part of the studio audience, that aisle is not long at all. It's like a 200, 300-seat theater. It's small. It's a small aisle. But growing up watching it, I was like, okay, so when I'm in the audience of The Price is Right, I'll need to wear, like, sweatpants, sneakers, something easy so I can run down the aisle because it's really long. I'm going to have to, like, warm up and stretch, you know, maybe do some training. You get in there, and it's like seven feet to the stage from all of the seats. And I'm like, what's taking you people so long? Well, they're like, Marianne from North Dakota. And they're in the middle of the row. And she's like scooting out. And like everyone's like from like <laughs> I don't know, like a dairy farm. They can't fucking get out of the way. They're wedged. But let me tell you, the whoever created the, the music... The music and the um, graphics. Yeah. So there's like that that, that spinning. It's like the end of a Mariah Carey concert. There's like that spinning music and then like the pan and scan of like the crowd going back and forth. And then when they do the graphics on the screen, which is like the lights all around, Uh it's like sensory overload. So that, I I, I mean, just at home, I'm like, yeah. And it's 10 a.m. and you're a kid and you just had sugar cereal and you're like, it's like everyone in the audience just had cocaine. Come on down. Where are you from? I'm from Michigan City. I'm so excited. I'm from Utah and I can't feel my feet. It's like shaking them up and then just pushing them out the door. It's like when James and I went to Bain, that haunted house that was the interactive one. Not this year, clearly, like three years ago. It it is so aggressive. And the final thing they do when you're going through this haunted house is they have the box. Did I tell you about this? Wooden boxes 
on rolling casters. Like for all intents and purposes, this somebody should have died in one of these boxes. Oh, it should have given you a heart attack. This is when attack. you're in it and they push you? And yeah, they no. spin it around and they spin it around and you don't know what's going on. You have no idea where you are. Then they bring you to the exit door. They open up the box. They throw open the exit door and they pull you out of the box and throw you back into the night air. No. That's no, what that, that feels that's like. That's actually, that's actually kidnapping. So can you, I think what Jim was trying to do and it was foiled was he was trying to, he was trying to have someone that is, he would. I paid $10,000 for this to get off without a hitch. I hope you guys are happy. Was this Ruthless People? Oh, I have never seen that movie. What? Never. Is that Bette Midler? Is that the one when she gets kidnapped? Think so. Outrageous Fortune is the one with Shelley Long when they oh. are in the Grand yes, Canyon. Yes, I have seen that. That one's good. I love Shelley Long. Underrated. I did like her. I don't know why she, be, she became a punchline. And then she sort of just disappeared. Yeah. Where is Shelley Long? I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Well, she to was find on her. Modern Family for a while. Was she? Yeah, I she had a bunch watching. of failed sitcoms. I, I stopped watching that too. But You know, I love that we keep saying failed sitcoms, but at the end of the day, it's she a still was starring in a sitcom. Right. I don't care if it lasted a day. Well, did you ever hear like the statistics of getting a, a sitcom greenlit? It's just like Oh my God. Ladies I and know. I'm I'm is. working on it right now. Queen's Gambit Part Two, where's her drunk aunt? I'm in the she's room. She's right here. She's right here. She tries to play chess and she's like, I I'm bored. Aaron, you know what I was thinking the Ew. other day? <laughs> don't say my name. It's very upsetting. All right, Beyonce. Okay. I was thinking, so as most people know that we do this like once a week. I mean, oh, okay. So well, we're, we're bringing them behind the curtain now. Right. I mean, we're constantly, I mean, granted, a lot of this is off the cuff, but we do a lot of research for yes. articles and stuff. I mean, sure. we've been doing this for almost two years Yeah. during this fucking pandemic. Yeah. Remotely. Yeah. Face to face. Like, it's kind of miraculous when people are like you know constantly creating constantly creating i'm like and i never really think that we're creating because i, I just think that we're doing we're just having fun right yeah but actually we are we've made a lot of stuff and we have the fact that that little thing came up on my time hop the other day that said or it's facebook facebook's like remember you've been friends with patrick for five years and i'm like feels like 500 <laughs> it's has it only been five years weird right god Maybe this is why we don't run out of things to say to each other. Why we keep creating quality comedy content week after week. Of DearPodOfficial.com. Dot com. Are you following us? You should be. You should. <gasps> ho, ah. ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to DearPod, the Christmassy, merry, jolly, happy, jalalala, jingle, fangle, comedy <laughs> podcast i am your host charles dickens oh and i am darlene love <laughs> from the christmas spectacular die hard ah. danny glover's wife who has a christmas party on christmas eve well we're coming that's to you weapon. guess that's what what i say you said die hard that's, that's lethal weapon <laughs> If Die Hard can be a Christmas movie, then Lethal Weapon can be a Christmas movie. Wasn't God there damn a it. Christmas this... tree? Yes. There okay, you go. All right. Instant. Fair. Any fair. movie that has a Christmas tree is a Christmas movie. <laughs> La-di-da. Throw it on the pile, Hulu. Well, 
Speaking of Christmassy themed things, we are coming to you from the festive Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Oh, Lord Santa, can I hear it? Silver and gold, silver and gold Means so much more when I see Silver and gold decorations On every Christmas tree Oh, was I that was... from uh, Rudolph? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, my friend, when she had two children, and I think this is the only reason to have children is to make them say stupid stuff. They oh, were I thought like, it was for parts. Well, yeah, you got to farm them for stem yeah. cells, you know. But then other than that, while you're waiting for them to grow, uh, <laughs> you make them say things. And she, she took a video of them when they were under five years old going, hookers and blow, hookers and blow. And I thought, that. Is the reason to have children, and it's the reason for the season. And this evening, on Christmas Eve, we are stuffing your stocking with the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby, unwrapping their wisdom and passing it over to you in an era where people desperately need wisdom and advice. And if you don't already, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, follow us on your social media. So angry. Merry Christmas, that's, stupid. That's basically what I did. That morning. is family. Merry Christmas. Look, if you can't be home with your families, let us beat the crap out of you. So follow us on your social media. Let's get angry. Dear Pod Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your Face Place. Find our Webby website where you can unwrap every last damn episode we've done all what 200 according to you almost 3,000 3,000 of them just waiting for you to go back and binge so that you cannot talk to your family this holiday season on the zoom of course email us dearpodofficial at gmail.com with your instagram questions which we have a lulu this week i'm very excited and finally it's last minute Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Eve. It is. Are you looking for that perfect gift to Are give you? someone on your list? Someone who enjoys fart jokes and poop humor? Who does that? I don't know, but I do know something that you can give that's very unique. Herpes. Next best thing, a subscription to our Patreon page. For only 3 or $5 a month, depending on which level of subscriber you want to be, Find us on patreon.com slash dearpodofficial and give that money to us. We'll put it to good use. Liquor. (laughs) And now, let's start talking trash like we do every week for 5,863 episodes. (laughs) Trust me, I am going to be dead. I'm going to be a head in a jar and I'm still going to be like, you coming over at 11 a.m.? And I won't have hands, so I'll make my jewels text you to bother you. Okay. I am very excited. It is our Christmas Eve episode. Um, Okay, so some Christmas Eve things. Let's talk Christmas for a second. Okay. What? I think it's also (laughs) worth noting. And we've spoken about this before, but every time, like... They, we've already talked about like, you know, Mary's in the manger. Everyone's coming to see um, (laughs) Jesus. And like, you know, she's, you know. One of my favorite bits of ours ever was that, was the Mary. Right. Mary and being like, I just, there's placenta in 
this. I, I gave birth in a barn. Yeah. Can you maybe not bring your camel in here? Thanks. Or, or like your friends. It's like, hey, Joseph, can you give me a second? Yeah. Does anyone have like a staple gun? Something, any, I don't know. Maybe some fresh clothes. A- anything. Oh, white linen. Good, guys. Oh, great. Good. Great. It's I'll just, just wear this winter. white and blue shit again. <laughs> My question is, so there's one song that I cannot stand that plays. Like there's a lot of Christmas songs. A lot of them, I'm like, okay. Okay. Mary, Did You Know is one of my least favorite songs. What the hell is that? What's that? You don't know Mary, Did You Know? I, I don't I don't I don't know where this one came from and why everybody's singing. Mary, did you know that your baby boy blah blah it's like never in my life have I heard this song. I've never heard you, the title. <clears throat> I know I know this song. You know this? Yeah, it's been around for a long time. What? Oh. No. Yeah. It is very difficult to write a Christmas Mary... carol that's going to stick Okay, if Here's it was written it after 1860. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? That, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mary, did you know? Make you did new? Did you know that your baby boy was walked where angels trod? Did Mary, did... it's like, wait, <clears throat> I don't know. Wait, when you kiss your little baby, him. you kiss the face of God. Yeah, again, Get- if I were Mary, I'm like, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't know. If I did know, I probably wouldn't. I probably would have planned. I probably would have had a suitcase full of shit. Yeah. I probably would have hired my friend, Mary Magdalene, to have like an IV or maybe some Pedialyte for myself because I'm so fucking dehydrated. Yeah, keep asking about my kid. <laughs> Can you buy me a breast pump? Because these things are about to explode. But no, no, by all means, keep no, no, asking no. about this kid. Talk about him. It's all about him. Mary, did you know that your baby boy was going to walk on water? No, bitch. If I did, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be sitting in this fucking barn because I would have been like, I want to let I want to let y'all know something. This kid right here in my tummy is going to fucking walk on water. You're going to want him at your wedding because you're going to only be charged for water, but he's going to give you wine. So <laughs> I'd like to see your manager, and I'd like, <laughs> I'd like the barn deluxe overlooking so then I don't have to be with the animals. I'd like to be up top. Treat me high end like when Beyonce gave birth and they gave her a whole floor at Cedars Sinai. Right. So clear out the barn. Fresh linens. Use that for somebody. Do I have to be outdoors when I'm giving birth? What is this? COVID? What? Uh, You can save the hay for the fucking horse and get my kid an incubator or something. Because, we're hey, heads up. We're not fucking doctors. If I were a doctor, would I be wearing like this? Do you think I would have walked here? No, if I knew that I was giving birth to the Son of the Lord, I would have levitated <laughs> to an indoor facility with heating. Mary, did you? No. And the idea that if that happened now, she'd be like, he's got his own Instagram page. Click. Oh, we are coming in hot today. Hot. Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas Eve, Christmassy type things. All right. We're not a big Christmas Eve family. The only thing we do on Christmas Eve is go to midnight mass, which is now 10 p.m., which now I don't know what it is. but So they keep it so they call it midnight mass if it's 10 p.m.? Yeah. It's really? I think so. I think I've so. always wanted to go to midnight mass. It's wonderful. But I'm usually passed out by then. I'm usually too tired. I always really? I have such aspirations to do it. You know what we did last year? This I is don't. back when you could be around people. Well, come on in. I'm going to tell you. Relax. Sit a spell. My Jules and I were here last year. 
for Christmas. So I said, let's do something different. Let's go to St. Patrick's Cathedral for Christmas Eve. Oh, I do remember this. So we went out and like had a nice dinner, got all jazzed up, and you have to like reserve a spot or something. So we showed up an hour before, and it was packed. Like we got one of the last seats, so we sat in the pew for a couple sure. hours. But it was a cool thing to do that I was like, oh, this is a New York City thing. And then you leave and you go and see the tree at Rockefeller. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're like, wait a minute. It's Christmas now. Yeah. So we should get home. home. Yeah. We need to get out of here. We need to wait an hour and a half for our fucking car. I just praised Jesus <clears throat> and he didn't want me in there. No. So. And Mary gave me that look like, if you even come near me right now, I smell. <laughs> I Not only do I smell like a fucking outhouse, but I look like. The outhouse. I look like whatever happened in every Saw movie if I take this sheet off. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> but let me, don't I'm even get me started. He can walk on here. water. Good for Jesus. I'm just bleeding to death over here. Do you ever see Midnight Meat Train? <laughs> don't look under that sheet. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. Miracle baby. Mary, did you know? Your baby. I've never heard that before. I mean, as Once far as hear, Christmas like, songs. And it always starts, and it's like every fourth word is like, Mary, did you know? Or that song and do, do, you, do you hear what I hear? It just drives me crazy. I don't mind that song. You know what song drives me? Oh, up a wall. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh. Christmas time. I, yeah. I hate it with a passion. I hear you. I've never... I like it sparingly. I don't want to hear it all the time. And I don't want to hear the whole thing. Ew. You got to sit through the whole thing. No, it's a lot. It's like 12 days of Christmas. When you hear it, you just go... <laughs> okay, I'm going to be here for a while. I'm going to yeah. be here for a it's while. It's like, you know, sex with a cousin. You're like, I'm just going to It's going to take some time. You're just going to have to struggle through it. Yeah. But on the other side, you won't feel any better. I won't even talk about it. I won't it's enjoy like it. Never it. Happened. Yeah. Just yeah. let it go. Twelve maids of milk. Yeah, I'm just going to focus on the digital clock. Oh, Christ <laughs> on the bike. <clears throat> Speaking of Christmas gifts, remember how you and I have talked about... Um, <laughs> we've talked about the sharper image. And oh, is it still yes. in existence? Yes. Okay. So I pick up the mail and, I'm, and I, I look at the label. I'm like, sharper image? Like I gotta tell, I gotta remember to tell Aaron this because oh, I got the same catalog. Who, who how do we have this? I don't know. But it's not a catalog; it's a gift. So I'm even, <gasps> I'm doubly stunned. I'm like, what? I don't. Who? How? Some. So someone actually ordered this on purpose, and I rip it open. <laughs> it's a digital clock that tells you the temperature, <laughs> the time, blah blah blah. I don't know blood pressure. And I'm like, and it's a karaoke machine. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Marcus, what did you order? He's like, I didn't order anything. I said, what did you? And then I was like, what did you order from Sharper Image? And then like, and then again, like, I didn't even know you could still do that. I, like, this is bizarre. He's like, I didn't order anything. I'm like, well, someone did. Why is the carpet all wet, Margo? <laughs> Wait, how? Did, this is this is almost like you got a gift from beyond. It's like somebody from 1990 said, "I'm gonna need to ship something in a, in advance to 2020. It's gonna be a digital clock. It'll tell time. It'll take blood pressure. It's also a pulse ox." Oh well, I'll tell you who sent it. I'm like, well, there's no card. There's no nothing because when I get into this sort of manic state, I can't see anything. <laughs> and Marcus picks Our up image the image. Put you in a manic state. <laughs> Marcus looks at it. It's like, oh, here's the the 
you know, in the whatever, in the invoice. He's like, yeah. Merry Christmas, Marcus and Patrick love mom and dad. <gasps> Clearly, I'm, I don't have a dad. So it's Marcus's <laughs> parents that sent us something from, so dark from, <laughs> from the sharper image. And I looked at him like, wow, wow, like, wow. I said, well, I'm like, tell me, genius, where are we going to put this digital clock? Like, it's like this big. It's like a, a blimpy sub. I'm like, I guess we're going to have to find a place for it. And he's like, well, I mean, it's a thought that counts. Keep in mind, they're also, they also gave us like a, um, they gave us a uh, Texas Roadhouse. Um, well, gift card. Gift Please card. say gift card. Yeah. Where the fuck and is I'm like, there a where Texas are we gonna... Roadhouse? And I'm like, hey, I just need to lose 10 pounds. Let's drive to that Texas Roadhouse in the middle of Des Moines. And then I, I can do like a Huggies blowout in the car and just... What about the, the two of you? That's <laughs> such a great someone was like you know what these two gays would love fifty dollars to the texas roadhouse they love steak who doesn't love an awesome blossom it's gonna come and this is one of those things that has to be in my car because i'll never they'll never be in my pocket because they'll never there has to be one in jersey i don't know i'm looking this up please but they're very sweet one christmas they sent us an emergency kit which was um like a light that you have to like wind up some re like dehydrated beans, rice. It's like an emergency food thing. So we have this underneath <laughs> our sink. I'm and you like, know what? We joked about it, but then a pandemic hit, and you're like, and "Let's like, get oh. those beans from under the sink <laughs> that your parents gave us five years." Sink beans, sink beans. <laughs> They're so multi-purpose. <laughs> I love, I love random ridiculous gifts. I had, I still have an aunt and uncle, but they used to give they used to give me the strangest gifts every year. Dental the, dam. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with edible underwear? <clears throat> well, why well, don't we go upstairs, Eric? I guess there's something for everybody. So there was there was a year that they had dropped my Christmas gifts off and I opened them up. Now this was kind of later I was what? Yeah, it was it's probably around 95, 96, somewhere. Good year. Good, good year. year. Good, good year. year for music. Good year for plaids. Everybody loved Doc Everyone, Martin. Yeah. I smoked clove cigarettes. Who didn't? But this was in the 90s, mid to late 90s. Sure. I, they dropped the gift off, and it's two pieces. And I was like, hmm. And one of them was very large, long. I opened these things up, and it's a VHS copy of E.T. Uh-huh. And a matching poster. Huh. Huh. Now, <clears throat> question, was what was the poster? Was it like the typical E.T. poster or was it like a close-up of him with like his long hands dangling? No, I know. Yeah, that would have been even creepier. But this was the, the show poster. This was the, they're flying over the moon. Sure, sure. I and, like and I... I, I, if I received that now, ironically, oh, I would laugh. Oh, oh, I it would, would be laugh. such a good time. But, but I love that your in laws are like sending you gifts from places that are gone now. Like, you know what the kids want? Let's get them something from Caldor. What's Caldor? <gasps> Is that like you Superman's know, father? Bradley's? Do you know Bradley's? Yeah. Caldor was just Bradley's. Well, I think Caldor became Bradley's, which became Kmart. Ah, uh, which then like a just venture? Sort of disappeared. Did you guys? Caldor, 
Robbies existed at the same time. They did not. They sure did. Sacre bleu. Oh, Anne and Hope. Do you know Anne and Hope? Are they neighbors? <laughs> They're lesbians <laughs> from next door. <laughs> Anne and Hope. Do was... they like make lavender sacks that you put in your uh, unmentionable drawer? Yes, and they make amazing chicken tikka masala. Sure. Wow. It's uh, <laughs> a weird combo. So specific. The smell of lavender and chicken tikka masala really makes my brain go crazy. I know. It's so tough to hang out at their house. There's just spices everywhere. Anne and Hope was like a... Target before it was Target. No. And I remember my father gave me money to do all of the Christmas shopping for my mother one year. <laughs> he dropped me off at Ann and Hope. <laughs> I was 10 years old. <laughs> he didn't know what to get for her. He's a terrible guy with, with, with gifts. So he didn't know what to do. So he dropped me at Ann and Hope with 100 bucks, which, you know, in the 80s, I could squeeze lot. that <clears throat> till it screams. Yeah, I would take that to the magic shop in the Oak Park Mall and go nuts. <laughs> I should have gone to Spencer Gifts. You should have. You should have a... gone to Shirtworks and got a puffy shirt made. I should have gone to Sharper Image and gotten that karaoke machine. I told you that I worked at the Sharper Image, right? You've never told me that. No? This relationship has gone on for five years without you ever exposing <laughs> I did. a secret about you. Yeah. What did you do? Did you work was, in sales? Yeah. So did you like encourage people to buy yeah. the boogie boards and the... like, like what was that that year it was like the VHS rewinder always a good gift oh so that you could rewind separately yeah so you didn't burn out the v the VCR I know the key finder or car oh. finder whatever the fuck that was yeah 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 the sound machine what was the sound okay what about the massagers were the massagers popular oh not popular but popular to sit in. While you're staring at the giant life-size alien from Alien. <laughs> I would give anything. Or the cyborg from uh, Terminator. And then those were the items that you walked fired. in and you said, who would buy that? Correct. And then... I would buy that. If I had the money right now? I don't know if I'd buy it. See, that's what I don't understand. Unless you're in Neverland Ranch and you have a life-size version of Peter Pan... And Tinkerbell uh, in the doorway of your bedroom. Yeah. Google it. It's a fact. Um, I don't know why you need a life-size figure. That would scare the shit out of me every time. Can you imagine, like, I have to go to the bathroom, and then you try to go into your bedroom, and you just see, like, an image of a a tiny boy? I would would shit myself. (laughs) Yes, I can imagine, because my Jules got a huge cardboard cutout of Elvis, (laughs) and he decided to uh, store it in the basement and I went down there good. to do my laundry, not knowing that the Elvis was down there. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's just Elvis. It's just part, it's just cardboard cut out Elvis. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh, hunka hunka burning love. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> Blue suede shoes. It's all right. He's not gonna hurt you. He's I'm not just gonna, gonna hurt change you. my shorts. He just comes to life when you go to sleep at night. You'll and, be fine. And, and sometimes when he comes to life, <laughs> God. I was watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and one of the ladies was complaining that she can't find anyone in Salt Lake to date, blah, 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 because she's married and she used to be, or she's divorced. She used to be married to this big Mormon guy, blah, blah, blah. She can't have sex. And I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, well, maybe it's, maybe it's the overalls that you're wearing, the <laughs> denim overalls. I have never, now, I dare the listeners to send us a picture through our Instagram or email At account. Yes. Of 
someone wearing overalls that's attractive. And I don't want Lisa Left Eye Lopez. That's different. She's off the table. And I, I mean don't someone want... that's trying to be like sexy wearing an overall because no matter how wonderful you've done Buns of Steel, you're you still look like you're you've got a, a cow sack. hiding in some denim. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing we don't want is overalls with like a greased up guy with no shirt. Different. Doesn't count. I'm not talking about men. Cheating. You're cheating if you do that. Correct. So find us, dear listeners, a photo of a person who looks attractive in an overall. Front and back. Ooh, the back is the worst. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Especially when it gets wedged in your crack. It just just is like, it's like those long-waisted or high-waisted jeans. It's like, it's a very, you know, it's either your butt looks really long or something looks wrong with your body. Exactly. And the thing is, females have no choice now. No choice. Right. Everything is a high-waisted jean. The belt's around your neck. But the it's thing is, when, when you say mom jeans, and they're saying it like with a, mom jeans are trending. Well, guess what? Some of us, when they wear mom jeans, look like a fucking mom. Okay? Okay. All right. Maybe now this is a good time to transition. Okay. No. Get back to mid-rise. <clears throat> okay. You, you heard it. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know why this one made me laugh out loud. Okay. <laughs> Um, maybe it was all the chocolate I had. This is from the Tyrone Daily Herald, Tyrone, Pennsylvania, December 31st, 1985. Dear Abby, if I don't get this off my chest, I think I'm going to explode. Don't people think before they buy Christmas presents to send to relatives? My dear brother was 78 years old, terminal, and in a nursing home. The family knew it. It was no secret. He had been in there since October 1st. Well... One of his nieces sent him a jogging suit for Christmas. <laughs> and an ET poster. <laughs> this That's is what I was saying. Amazing. <laughs> this is so stupid. And this is 100%. If we're ever in a nursing home, somebody's just like, here's some sneakers. Oh, That's shit. like sending me like, Uncle Pat, I got you these sneakers. That'd be wonderful if they wasn't a double amputee exactly. because of the gangrene that I had. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Sorry about the diabetes. Enjoy these high heels. Jesus. <laughs> well, okay. So one of his cities has sent him a jogging suit for Christmas. Abby, a jogging suit for a 70-year-old terminal patient? <laughs> Have you ever heard of anything so ridiculous? It was not a matter of mixing up the cards because the card read, Happy Jogging, then his name. He oh. died the next day. No! Did they bury him in the jogging suit? Oh my God. That's so good. You hit the jackpot. The, this same idiot niece. I may have written this. I- this this same idiot niece sent me a 10-quart kettle. I have no intention of, of opening up a boarding house. I can't imagine where she got the idea that I could use anything like that, as I'm a widow and live alone in a small condo. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Awesome. It's like, it, it's a perfect gift. It just keeps unwrapping. It's a, and a, a Russian nesting it is, doll. It is. Open the letter. doll, another one pops out. 
I, I know it isn't proper to look at gift horse in the mouth, but why in heaven's name do people send such inappropriate gifts? Oh. If they haven't the time to shop or the brains to select something useful, a gift certificate or even $10 would be so much more appreciated. Oh. Thank you. I feel better now. Signed, disgusted in Ontario. What is she saying? I can't believe she's Canadian. Oh, I know. They're so kind. Dear Disgusted. Selecting appropriate gifts is an art requiring consideration, sensitivity, and imagination. Your niece may be well-intentioned, but she's woefully lacking in those qualities. Oh, my God. I, 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 <laughs> I just like how it kind of like, this is like, you and know, like normally, the... normally that's like, this is really chaps my hide. Every time we go to the restaurant, they seat my husband first. Like, and it's like... Let me get this off my chest. My brother, 78-year-old, is terminal and is going to die in a week. And this bitch gets him a jogging suit. But it's almost like jogging suit. He he died. She got me me clothes for my children. I never had any. I can't have any. You know? This is awesome. I like somebody who's... I she wonder, got me books. I can't see. Haven't been able to see for five years. I don't even have hands to turn the pages. She doesn't know who she... This is a re-gifter. Have you ever experienced a re-gifter? Yes. What is the funniest re-gifting item that you've ever received? That I don't know. It's usually just a candle. I'll but you know you when someone gives me a candle, like they give you a candle, like, thought of you, and you're like, Why? Now, you've talked about this before. Because I think, it happens a lot. Well, I love it. I'll take all of your re-gifted candles. You don't want them. No, trust you me. You don't want them. What What are the flavors? It doesn't matter what the flavor is. You open it up <laughs> and you're like, I have to excuse myself. No, I love it. I love a candle. Re-gift me a candle anytime. Okay. Worst re-gifting I ever got. Worst re-gift gift. A DVD of 17 again with Zac Efron. No. Which they've made that movie one million times since big. I got this in 2010. When would <laughs> okay <laughs> when again? What's with people getting me movies like ten years after they've existed? A and B, like the worst movies. Not that ET was the worst movie. I no, 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 right? But is it seventeen again or eighteen again? Seventeen what? again. Zach eighteen Gaffer. again was with Kirk Cameron. Oh, I don't know. They're always doing like a. Wait, uh, there's 18, always a body swap. Eighteen again was with George Burns. Seventeen again, Zach. Efron, that's Z-A-C-E-F-R-O-N. And I think you can pick it up in the bargain bin at a blockbuster if you start running really fast, get 88 miles Mm -hmm. per hour. Sure. Go back to 1989. Sure. Yes. Why don't you kick it up? All right. Let's, let's, um, let me take the jingle ball. I'm trying to find transitions that have to do with the season. Let me okay. let me touch your Yule log about this. There we go. The News Palladium, Benton Harbor, Michigan, December 6, 1960. About gifts for teacher. Dear Ann Landers, Christmas will be here before we know it. This means I will soon be getting several phone calls from well-meaning mothers. I have four children in school. They will say this is the year, as they did last year. Please sit. Oh, shit. They will say this year, as they did last year, please send a dollar or more to school with Barbara. All the children are getting together to buy Miss Thomas a nice Christmas gift. 
When I went to school, the children brought a handkerchief or a box of homemade cookies to the teacher at Christmas. It was done on a voluntary basis, and the teacher seemed thrilled at the small remembrances. It so happens we can afford the contribution. But I resent being put on the spot. I feel it is unfair to children whose families have less or nothing to give. Even in these days of prosperity, some mothers find it difficult to scrape up five dollars for homeroom teachers. I wonder if other parents share my views. I hope pressure can be brought to put an end to this unchristian Christmas practice. Mother of all! Unchristian. You just turned into the, the queen. Un, it is unchristian. <laughs> Dear mother, thank you for your excellent letter. The envelope indicates that you live in Carbondale, Illinois. You'll be happy to know that many city, in many cities, the kids are still bringing handkerchiefs and boxes of homemade cookies. And I agree, it's definitely the better way. Hey, I thought that she was blowing up her spot in the beginning of this, being like, I see here that you live at 68 Glendale Lane in Carbondale, Illinois, and that your name is Mary Smith. Anybody who has complaints should go to your house and punch you in the throat. But yes, sure, your letter was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. But anyway, good luck to your teacher. Sorry your cat's missing. It might be in the microwave. Sorry you couldn't give $3, but now all of America is after you. <laughs> Gifts for teachers. I don't rem- I'm sure that I did, but I don't remember. I know I did. I had to have given teachers gifts for Christmas. Do you remember doing that? Yes. We would always go to Conrad's and get ornaments. <laughs> and Because um, you grew up in 1952. Yeah. Hey, kids, let's go to Conrad's for a milkshake. Correct. Conrad's, which was like this Christmas store, and that's where we'd always get ornaments. We'd get them for my teachers, and then we'd get one for ourselves, put it on the tree. Wow. Well, we would go to Caldor Mall and get Whisper Candy Bars. <laughs> And just drop some of those down. I don't really remember. And I know I had to have because I had a favorite, my favorite teacher, Miss Jacoby. She always had... Um, Jacoby. Jacoby. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes, dear Pod. There is a Texas Roadhouse. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 26 minutes from here, there's a Texas Roadhouse. You get that gift card. And we are going to get in the... <laughs> We're going to see if they can fry Brussels sprouts. Let's get in the car, y'all. We're going to Texas Roadhouse. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what if that was our like corporate holiday party for Deer Pod at a Texas Roadhouse? That's like <laughs> Texas that's where you're like I just want to thank everybody in advance for coming and I also want to apologize for what's going to happen <laughs> when we leave here. <laughs> you guys, I want to thank you all for a great year. This company has made huge strides, especially in our fourth quarter now. Who wants some baby back baby back baby back rib? This is going to be the everyone's going to like please feel don't forget to take your um your gift on the way out. They get in the car. It's huge. And like, this is amazing. What a great gift. Yeah. Ugh. What is it? It must be like a white elephant. He gave me Depends. What a terrible <laughs> gift. And then they're driving. They're driving. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, God. <laughs> like, no, I just I just feel a little bubbly. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe, maybe what, just to be safe, maybe we should open up that de- mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends. I think we should open it up right now. I think we should open it up now. Open it up. Why did you ride the electric (laughs) bull after having the ribs, Margot? I don't know. I had the chili. I thought it was safe. (laughs) Todd.
You didn't have to have cheese curds before you had dinner. Dipped in ranch, dipped in blue cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And a milkshake chaser, Todd. You had a choice. Mm. Oh, that electric bull really wasn't bad idea. There has to be an electric bull that you can ride in there. Have you ever ridden an electric bull? No, I because I like my face. Yeah. I like it where it is. Oh, <laughs> well, guess what? I don't. Oh, okay. So what you a don't wonderful. Like my face. Yeah, I, I, can I don't go... like your face. Get on that bull. That's the best way for me to be like, guess I got to see a plastic surgeon. Oops. I broke my nose Hi, and my cheeks. Can you get me back to my birth face? Did you, did you ever worked on, well, you know what happened? I was on a bull and was thrown across the bar. There's a the tape. <laughs> I rode an electric bull that was in an inflatable pool That's in something... a parking lot in front of a gay bar in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I have questions. Go Why, ahead. So you said electric yes. bull yes. in a pool, which right then and there... Well, in an Seems... inflatable pool because you need oh, to okay. fall into something safely because it's right. all about but safety. But is it filled with water? No. Okay. It's an empty. So an empty. You know what? So Looking you... back on this, as I say it, There's this wasn't empty... the best idea. So you were in. So I still it still doesn't make. First, it didn't make sense because I thought that you were in an electric bull in a pool filled with water, which would mean anytime you're thrown off of it, you're electrocuted. To death. Oh, no. Second, I, I can see now, how that's confusing. Right. <laughs> Second, empty. an electric bull in an empty pool, which is basically um, just cement covered in blue It's like a bouncy plastic. house. Think of it like an okay. electric bull in a bouncy house, but it's like it looks like a pool. Okay, know? sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll, yeah, whatever. It's in a parking lot in front of a gay bar in Fort Lauderdale. Interesting. Interesting. And the gay bar is in a strip mall. Oh, God. Yeah. Russian nesting doll of information. I once drank, drank, like, talk about, when we talk about people being scared of taking this vaccine, Uh I am not scared of taking this vaccine because I once drank homemade moonshine with strangers in the woods of North Carolina. I once... Got pizza in Hell's Kitchen. It fell off the plate onto <laughs> the um, this the <laughs> onto the step into my building in Hell's oh, Kitchen, no. where most dogs urinate on. Picked it up and ate it. Oh, no. So Were I'm not drunk? worried about this vaccine. I certainly hope to God I was. I have accidentally licked the mic at an open mic at a club called Grizzly Pear in the bowels of Manhattan. I'm not scared of this vaccine. Not scared at all. Give me another. (laughs) Give me another thing that you've ingested that's been horrible, that makes it impossible for you to be worried about this vaccine. I have accidentally taken a swig out of a beer bottle only to encounter a cigarette in it, which was someone else's ashtray. (laughs) I'm okay with taking the vaccine. I grew up in Boston. I'm okay with taking the vaccine. I grew up eating Elio's pizza. I've been to the cock at 3 a.m. I'm okay (laughs) with taking the vaccine. I grew up asking my mother to make me condiment sandwiches on Wonder White Bread. I'm okay with taking the vaccine. My mother would feed me liverwurst sandwiches. I think I'm all right. I used to, uh, with my friends, just on a lark, uh, try to make ourselves pass out by 
dipping our heads down, inhaling and exhaling a lot, a lot, a lot, standing up and then holding our necks until we passed out when we were 12 years old. You're okay. I actually you. shouldn't be alive yeah. right now. It, like in the natural selection of the world, that I, I'm not one of the smartest people. I went to the box and at the four o'clock a.m. show, watched a woman violently masturbate and then <laughs> filled up six shot glasses with whatever came out. And I'm still here to tell a story. I think I'm going to be okay if I take this vaccine. I think it's time for another article. <laughs> you win. <laughs> that was some night. That's where I'm like, you know what? What was I the think cover I, charge for that? I think it was like $15. Jesus. You got a deal. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. We're never getting through it. We're never. <laughs> this is from the Danville News. Danville, Pennsylvania, December 1987. Oh, December 2nd, 1987. Dear Abby. I expect the Christmas holidays will be a lonely time, my own choice. Although I would thoroughly enjoy the companionship and festivities, I shall decline invitations for one reason. Chain smokers make the air lethal. Last year, I spent the day after Christmas taking costly tests to determine that my chest pains, irregular heartbeat, and inability to breathe were not a heart attack, but severe acute bronchitis induced by several hours in a smoke-filled room. I never told my hostess this. She's a chain smoker. Abby, I will be a hermit forever rather than risk that again. The pain is unbelievable. To ask people to refrain from smoking in their own homes is unthinkable. They would defend their right to smoke and my right to stay home. If I ask people not to smoke in my home, they won't accept my invitations. Since families consist of both smokers and non-smokers, this is a socially divisive issue. Tell me, Abby, how do you and your readers handle it? Signed, still breathing. Okay. Dear Still, here's how I handle it. Mm. <laughs> Wait, mind you, Ann Landers is like, let me tell you about smoking. Let me tell you about my fucking sister Abby telling me not, not to smoke on her house. Dear Still, there are no ashtrays, cigarettes, matches, or lighters visible in our home. When smokers ask if we mind... If they smoke, we escort them out into the patio where they will find the customary patio furniture and ashtrays as big as bird baths. And when I'm a guest in the home of people who permit smoking, I keep my mouth shut and avoid smokers as much as possible. Ew. Mouth shut as far as like she won't say anything or mouth shut as far as she won't open her mouth to inhale anything by accident. Probably. Can you imagine? Like, how you doing? I've read your article. So great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. God, she's rude. I mean, I'm just trying to make conversation. I mean, I don't really want to talk to you either. <laughs> I mean, you could say something to me. Maybe say hi. No, no. I remember now. This is when did they stop allowing smoking on plane? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I feel like it wasn't. I thought you were going to say, when did they stop smoking in bars? I was like, oh, that's probably around. <laughs> I went, I went way back. But in my 1960s machine. When were we allowed to fly in planes? <laughs> when did they stop letting people do heroin in the park? <laughs> when did Courtney Love stop wearing underwear? When did meth become illegal? Huh. Courtney Love. She never wore underwear. I. 
Oh, God, the smoking in the bars. They only stopped that in the grand scheme of things fairly recently because I used to bartend at a place in Midtown Manhattan, and it was disgusting. You would go home at night. You would stink. It was in your hair. Yeah. It was in your clothes. I oh, loved I, it. <gasps> we let, you were about, I was about to say I hated it just as you said I loved it. Listen, when you are dropped off at a gay bar to fend for yourself and you don't and you're not with a group of gays and you're just like recently out and you don't have a cell phone, <gasps> you're just like, I'm just gonna fucking sit here and chain smoke and drink. What did people do before cell phones? To- They'd have to they were forced to interact. Yeah. You had to like use like, your words. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, you got a cigarette? Sure I do. You wanna fuck? All right. <laughs> That I don't need the cigarette. Simple. All right. I have one more goddamn article. And then I can close this page out. Here we go. This is from the South Idaho Press. Burley, Idaho. January 6, 1975. This is a simple topic. Christmas greetings. (laughs) That's it. Fair. Dear Ann Landers, since Christmas is the season to be jolly, I wanted to share a mimeographed note that <laughs> fell out of a Christmas card. No opinion is needed. I have already formed my own. Oh. So, then so why this is a card within a card that she's telling me. And I don't need advice. I just want to ruin your day now. And mimeographed. Yes. Yeah. I have this mimeograph here. Mimeograph on the telephone, on the on the. What is beep, 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 beep. Something's coming in on the wire. It's a mimeograph. Beep, 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 beep. It's time for the moth report. No. Dear friend, this is the mimeograph note. Dear friend, I thought you might like to know that the doctors removed a tumor the size of a baseball from Gertrude's (laughs) stomach. It was not malignant. Lord be praised, she is getting along fine. Gert ate a corned beef sandwich last night. Her first in years. It looks like we will have a happy 1975 after all. Hope you do, too. Signature deleted. How's that for taste? Signed, Philadelphia. Dear Phil, to each his own, said the lady as she kissed the baboon. Anne. Anne was experimenting with hallucinogenics. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying irony. Let's see if it works. I am trying to be funny. Uh... You know how we were talking about last week Christmas cards and people getting the cards that are like, I went to such and such and so and so and 2020 was great and I starred in this and I filmed that and I had this baby and that baby and that baby had a baby and isn't life amazing. Mm-hmm. And this- then there's like someone who like survived that plane crash where everyone had to eat their own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that when I feel like well, it started <laughs> 1976. Started out really great until that plane crash, where then Bobby had to eat his best friend in order to stay alive. <laughs> they, turned a, they turned they turned a movie into it. I don't alive, know. alive. <laughs> I want to see that. Like the director's cut of Alive has somebody eating somebody's ass, like like cooking it. Tastes like it bologna. A... <laughs> Do you have any bread on this mountain? Are you serious, Kent? <laughs> Don't we have a dipping sauce? Oh my Anything. god, this is terrible. Dipping in his eye socket. Oh god. That vulture pulled his eyes out. Whatever Charlie had before he died is really giving me a piquant aftertaste. Uh, now I understand rimming. I mean, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is 
wonderful. It's more of my benefit than his. Well, clearly, because he's dead. Why isn't this on more people's menus? Oh, my you know? God. It is at Chili's. <laughs> I'll have the chicken thumbs and the human ass, please. Mm, good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Good. What, what's a good wine to go with that? <laughs> uh, the blood of Christ. <laughs> oh, okay. Could you? Yeah. Mary. Dear Mary. Mary ah! did. <laughs> Mary. Mary. Now, okay. Mary we're did, at you the know. <laughs> now, see, if it was Jack Hay singing that song, then Mary. I would know it. See, anytime that um, Do You Hear What I Hear comes on, I always, I can't help. It makes me so angry. It's like, Do you know what I know? Do you? No, I don't. I don't know what you know. I don't know what you've heard. So just tell me. Tell what, me. But whatever you heard about me, it's totally false. <laughs> But it just keeps going on. Do you know what I know? Do you know? Do you hear what I hear? It goes on and on. It's, it's just like, a I don't. I just fucking just tell me. <laughs> it's all questions. Wait, there's also that ridiculous song. Um, I am the merriest. Whatever this. It's like a what? 1960s sort of Andrew Sisters-y song. It's, what's the name of the, what's the name of it? Merriest. Is it just called the merriest? I'm asking my Jules because he's a, Master of all, he's Mr. Christmas. Master of the house. And he introduced me to this wretched song. And Never it has it. the worst ending of a song ever. Ever. It doesn't end. It, it lands on this hanging note that every time they play it, my ass opens up and everybody, well, what's everybody hop in. It literally just goes like this. So we're going along, whatever. So it's, what's the song? It's like, I am the merriest. And then so it's still singing and singing. And then they get to the end and it's, I am the something, something merriest. Basically the last Uh word is merriest. But who ends a song like this? I am the merriest. On this note, This note that cuts through the center of your head and finds your pituitary gland. Just just fast forward to the end. This is a <clears> garbage <throat> song. So, okay. June All right, Christie. now you hear the beginning yeah. of this. Is this almost at the end? It's very... What a horrible way to end a song. It's like someone like stepped on her chest. It's a Maria. <laughs> I told you not to have that menthol before it's singing, Julie. Like so- You know what, Julie? We're actually gonna we're gonna put it on the album just so you know how terrible you suck at this song. I don't think that was my best. We've sung it twelve times, you sing it just like that each time. Fuck you, Julie. Get your check and Merry fucking Christmas. She's like, I'd like to end this song on a Q flat. Can I hear it? <laughs> You're an asshole, Julie. Take a lesson. It's a Christmas song, Julie, not a funeral dirge. <laughs> you think that you can riff and you can't. Is this I- a- <laughs> You know, I hear about all these cats doing that scatting lately. I'd like to try a little bit of that and see how it goes. I am the merriest. You got the scat part all right, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Julie. (laughs) All right. 
okay, we're here. It's happening. We only have one piece of Instagram mail this week, but it's really more of a comment that that, uh, we should address a situation that has come up. So it's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. It's Christmas. I'm opening your Instagram. Jesus, Julie. Julie. I was trying to split my vocal cords so I could harmonize with myself. <laughs> All right, we have an Instagram mail question that came into our Instagrams at dearpodofficial at gmail.com. So send us your questions, your queries, your issues, your, your what have you. You can really send us anything because this is a real Lulu of a piece that has uh, dropped into our inbox this week. And I would like to read it for you and read the response from Ann Landers if you don't mind. Dear sirs. <clears throat> oh, wait, I can't do it in Ann's voice. Why? Well, the answer is in Anne's voice, but not the person who sent it to Ah, yes. Whoever Ah, they may be. Then maybe do it in an Australian accent. Oh, nice. Nice. I can't do Australian accents. Either can I, but it's fun. But every time I try. That's fine. I'm Nicole Kidman. Oi, Cockney. See, it goes Cockney. Well, then you can't. But it goes like 1860 Then do do Carrie Butler in Xanadu. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Just think of it that way. No, yeah. this is I. All right, never mind. Uh, this is a problem. Then don't. Then no, don't. No, I, I thought we were workshop. I've taken your interactor notes. I've absorbed them and I've rejected them. <laughs> okay, is that a change? I've done the passive aggressive actor thing, which is okay. Um, is that okay? Was that a change? Because is that's that a not real note? Yeah, because it. it's not what I'm going. When do. I did this uh, at Alabama Shakes, I didn't do it like that. But that's cool. If you want me to do it your way, that's fine too. We can totally um, do I it. was the lead in five successful DeVry shows and um, <laughs> DeVry, <laughs> the DeVry Theater. It's pretty. Do big. you know it? It's Institute. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Dear sirs, I've wanted to write to you for some time now, but I've been prevented from doing so by a grammatical dilemma. Since the name of your program is Dear Pod, it would seem that the salutation to any correspondence should read Dear, Dear Pod. However, I frequently heard you read correspondence from listeners carrying the salutation Dear Pod. This would seem to make sense if the name of your program were Pod. To be clear, I'm not suggesting you change the name of your program to Pod, as people might mistakenly think you are running a program about the pea futures market or a cleverly surreptitious communication for the body snatchers to awaken and take over the earth. Unless, of course, that is the purpose of your programming, in which case I would say bravo to you for your cleverly enciphered messaging. If, however, this is not the case, which I suspect it is not, I still find myself unable to resolve the aforementioned quandary. Any assistance with this matter will be greatly appreciated as I have an extensive catalogue of issues in need of resolution. Fondest regards, Confused in Connecticut. Dear Confused. Oh, I'm sorry. Dear, dear Confused. Your feedback is dear, dearly appreciated. It's good to know there are grammar warriors like you out there in this world, fighting for the rights of the proper predicate and the Oxford comma a champion for appropriate contractions, and a policeman for there, there, and there. 
We need more soldiers like you out there, boots on the ground to yell at people for misused quotation marks, dangling modifiers, possessive nouns, title capitalization, you versus your, your versus your, who versus whom, and of course, the assault and battery of the poor semicolon. I don't use the word hero often, but you, confused in Connecticut, are a hero of the English language. But I ain't changing it. Time is money, baby. And if Danny DeVito has taught us one thing, it's that shorter is better and funnier. And Twins was a highly underrated film. We live in a go-go-go world. How many times have you clicked on an Instagram video and swiped it away when you see it's over two minutes? The American attention span isn't concerned with semantics. Half our listeners gave up in the first ten seconds of this letter. So am I worried about dear dear? No. No. But I thank you for calling me out. We should all attempt to keep the refinement of the English language intact as long as we can. Between texting and emojis, we are whittling it down so much so fast, soon we will communicate with clicks and grunts. And now, to sign off this letter with the eloquence that is worthy of you. I sincerely appreciate our correspondence. Do continue to write to me, Mr. Darcy, for I do so look forward to our witty repartee. Forever and always. And thank you. Beautiful. And scene. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Timothy Chalamet. I'll be doing a monologue from King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter five. I'm going to do a mon- an inner monologue from Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody to audition with an inner monologue. Shut up. <laughs> Gotta go. I, I thank you. It's so nice to be here at Juilliard. It's such an honor. I will now be performing the inner lo- monologue of Maggie Smith in Lettuce and Lovage. <laughs> just I, all wide eyes. Oh, dear. Dry takes. Yeah. <laughs> This inner monologue. <laughs> and that, her inner monologue was fantastic. Oh my God, you could feel it, right? Uh, do you have any response to yes. this? This dear, dear, confused. Yes. Dear confused in Connecticut, are you kidding me? We are in a global pandemic and millions of people are out of work and in hospitals all over the country and your brain is fixated on dear, dear pod? Maybe stick to baking banana bread, making your followers suffer through your Central Park runs and how many miles that you've incurred or your new pandemic chili recipes. So, dear, dear, confused. Excuse, excuse, excuse me, Mimi. <laughs> Seems like Connecticut is out of touch. Touch. And you should focus on greater matters of the day. Day. <laughs> this is so funny. Because you saying that reminded me. My aunt, who is on the back half of her 80s and has a Facebook page. God bless her. There should be, you know, it's like if they take your driver's license away, they shouldn't let you get on certain websites sure she's on facebook in the middle of this pandemic when there are black lives matter rallies and protests and people on fire in the streets and a plague ripping through our nation and murder hornets and in the middle of all this she posts a meme that says keep cursive writing in schools (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like way to keep us on track yeah 
Yes, No Savannah. one's in school, Savannah, but thank you. <laughs> but thank you. We will do our best to keep them writing in cursive. And there was a huge exclamation point. At, this is a meme that she found online. She does not make a meme. Sure, no. So she found this somewhere and she was like, you know what? This is what I stand by. This is the cross that I die on. Keep those children figuring out how to do a proper S and a proper J in cursive, damn it. Keep them learning Latin. Save the clock tower. (laughs) She's out there shaking her little empty coffee can. Please. Keep the S in cursive. That woman also could have been Dolly Parton in uh, Christmas in the Square. (laughs) Their empty change box. Very gray. Yeah, (laughs) very Very gray. Very gray. Oh, have we hit it? Is it here? Is he there? Is it time? Oh, my God. Well, okay. All right. Well, I don't know what's happening behind me. I know. it's Just trust me. (laughs) I've been there before. It's a Texas roadhouse disaster. It's eating an ass on a mountain. Oh, we're going to (laughs) keep... I'm going to eat that ass on a mountain. I don't know what's happening behind me, but you're welcome. I have something so much better for you than the movie Alive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to do better. We have a very special guest this evening. Now, the Moth Report is not happening this week because it's Christmas Eve. I have given her the week off. I said, relax, get your head together. It's the holidays. You're you're just going to chill over there in a corner while we have a very special guest calling in because apparently he was available tonight, which I did not think he would be, given that it is Christmas Eve. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome to the podcast, Santa Claus. I know you can call him. He's got a cell phone. It's weird. Do you get a lot of service up on the North North Pole? Hello? (gasps) Ho, ho, ho. Hello, Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Wow. Hello, hello, yo, podcasters. (laughs) It's Santa Claus! Oh, ho, ho! How the heck are you, 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 you old podcasters? <laughs> you, you deer potting? Ho, ho, ho! Isn't Santa in slow mo? Like, is he on the. You is know, when, when they would take that disc and it was on your very friend, It's your old pal, Santa Claus. Hey, listen, you've been, you been a good girl and boy doing the old podcast in there. I think he's talking to you when he says girl, but I'm oh, going to okay. say, yeah, I'll I've been a good it. boy this year. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, good. Then you're going to, I'm sure you're going to get a good gift. Maybe you'll get two gifts. Oh. Two, two deep dunking what? gifts. If you, if you, oh, I'll I mean, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Well, are are you are you busy right now? Because it is Christmas Eve, so I'm glad that you took a, yeah. some time out of your busy sketch. Are you flying tonight? Oh gosh, I'm flying all over the place. It's crazy. This whole the whole COVID thing has has just put a gum in the works. Everything is nuts, <laughs> but it's great. I'm happy to be flying. I'm happy to be bringing joy to. There's so many girls and boys and podcasters. Oh, you are happy to be on point. And the hee-haw, too. Wait, hee-haw? Wait a minute. I mean, ho-ho-ho. Hee-haw-ho. No, no, no. No, you can't say hee-haw-ho. Hold on. Stop for a second. You sound very familiar to me. I mean, are you sure that you're Santa Claus? Oh, Oh, for gosh sakes. 
The jig is up, I guess. Well, what's the jig? Well, oh, for God's sakes, I, I was trying to be Santa Claus. It's hard to get a job these days. Wait, are you is. Jimmy Stewart? Oh my God, Jimmy We've Stewart! Again. We've talked to you before, and you're a dirty old man. Uh, well, listen, that's the problem. Apparently, apparently, you can't go around in the afterlife dipping your balls in people's <laughs> mouths anymore. They kicked me out. You got me too. You've been canceled. It was I walked around. You'd think I found I found the spirit of Donna Reed. I said, Donna, Donna, give him. She said, she said, get out of here. The, all, the only spirit I could find who was willing to take a good ball in the mouth was Carrie Fisher. Oh, <laughs> and ain't it the truth? No. I mean, I've read her autobiography. Ooh, the force was with her. And by that, I mean the force of my shriveled balls. <laughs> oh, so are you calling from beyond the grave to, to harass us or to wish us a Merry Christmas? Well, a bit of both, I suppose. <laughs> they kicked me out. I needed a job. So I got I put on the old Santa Claus suit and I, I found a place. There was a, a hardware store in Paramus. Uh, I, I I knocked out. I, there was a, an old woman at the Salvation Army bucket. I dipped my balls in her mouth, scared the heck out of her. That's not a ball dip. But it's the coronavirus. You shouldn't be dipping your balls in anybody's mouth right I, now. I don't think it's transmissible from the grave, though. I don't know. I don't know. We're learning more about it every day. I just don't think well, you should be dipping anything in anybody's mouth. Well, what, well, how's a guy supposed to have a good time, then? I'm a goddamn, uh, I'm America's sweetheart, for God's sakes. <laughs> Jennifer think, Aniston? Uh, Sally Field? <laughs> Sally Field? Well, I had my balls in her mouth. Well, who hasn't? I mean, I read I mean, that by. I, I think I've it. had my balls in her mouth at this <laughs> what? point. Okay. Oh, I've said too much. Well, uh, I want to thank you for calling in, at least on, on Christmas Eve, and pretending to be Santa for, for 30 seconds. Well, for, listen, listen, I wanted to spread the joy. I wanted to spread the joy. You wanted to spread something other than joy. There's a lot of things I want to spread, but I can't anymore because the guy, <laughs> you'd think they wouldn't be so strict up in the pearly gates, but for God's sake. I think you're spreading joy bearheart. <laughs> Please don't She's spread joy bearheart. She's for... a lot of woman for old Jimmy. Well, he you kids have a have a very merry Christmas. Keep doing your podcasting pod thing that you do. Oh, I want to thank you so much for calling us from the pearly gates. I know that you don't have good service up there. No, it's terrible. And listen, if you're if you're free, stop by. It's Miller's Hardware Store on the 15th <laughs> uh, in Paramus. Is that uh, by the I'm Texas around. Roadhouse? Yeah. Come on by. You put a dental dam on your mouth. I, 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 Second I'm time we've heard that happen. today. <laughs> Nothing will happen to you. Oh, oh, Jimmy Claus is Jimmy Claus is lonely. Oh well, I'll definitely come and sit on your lap, Jimmy Claus. I'm just gonna be covered in a hazmat suit. That's fine. I, I like a good challenge. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy, for calling in from beyond the grave for a second year in a row to wish our listeners a happy holiday. It's my pleasure. Merry Christmas, you old dear pod. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs>
That is the second mention of a dental dam in one Christmas episode of Dear Pod. We just keep giving you guys quality like that. Yeah. And you should be paying for it. Patreon.com slash Dear Pod Official. Now we have to do a, a Dear Pod dental dam. <gasps> oh, marketing opportunities. Swag, mm-hmm. merch. That's what's going to happen in 2021. That's we right. need merch. Merch. When the merch. Um, oh, then does that mean it's time for specialty? Co- I, I am so hungry, I'm going to eat my fist. I'm, I'm going to eat your asshole <laughs> in about five minutes. That's right, because I'll be down on the front lawn. We sh- you know what we should do? We I, should do. <laughs> I only Is eat that dinner. a nativity on your, on your lawn? <laughs> no, we've recreated a live. A live? You What's mean the movie about. Manger? <laughs> <laughs> what if instead of putting a manger on people? yards it's just a fuselage and three dead bodies it's just like a tableau vivant you know like instead of doing it it's just (laughs) it's like mannequin like the first window in mannequin when they just don't know what to do so it's like a bus bus crash people racing to work is that what's that supposed to be the grand prix what is that (laughs) it's just hollywood really outdid himself this year is that a scene from lord of the rings (laughs) what is that what are they doing Every year on our front lawn, we recreate a scene from Die Hard. That's amazing. Is that real blood? Huh. Aaron and Jim, really? I didn't. Last year, they recreated that that plane crash when when the plane was going to Hawaii and the top part of the plane ripped off. Yeah. But this year, I think it's a scene from Steel Magnolias. This is very weird. But not the typical scene. This is just like a boiling kettle of of pasta and a screaming child. (laughs) They just never turned that child off. <laughs> is that Aaron or is that just a mannequin face down? This is just very odd. Like recreating scenes from movies that are just like the scenes that, that you don't like. <laughs> like the terrible scenes. Wait, is that is that from Sleeping with the Enemy? Are those organized cans? I those don't... are large cans. Is Are that those Julia cans? Roberts with apples and an apron? I'm so confused. What am I even looking at? Oh, is that Kevin Anderson doing a jet as a jet? You said you're, now you're not ready for this, so I guess you're we should right. Just, you're not ready, so I'm just going to go into it, and I'm sorry in advance. I'm so sorry. It's time for specialty cocktail. It's cocktail. Get those jingle bells out for you. Cocktail. I'm not even gonna try to You know sing. what that's like? It's the sport of kings. Better than diamond rings. That's why we like to sing. What? Cocktail. From Wildcats with uh, with Goldie Hawn. You're not ready for the specialty cocktail this week. No, it looks like a testicle in the Oh, glass. get ready. That testicle is about to be dipped like Jimmy Stewart's balls and dissolve. In like Jimmy mouth. Stewart's balls. Because this week's specialty cocktail is hot buttered rum. Mm. Because during the holiday season, James Jules Ferris thinks you should drink everything, including butter. Balls. So here's the recipe. Get ready for this. One heaping teaspoon of spiced butter mixture. One ounce of dark rum and boiling hot water. Okay. Preferably to put in your eyes after you see what's happening. So to make your spice butter mixture, in a mixing bowl, you add a stick of softened butter. Add half a cup of brown sugar, one and a half teaspoons of cinnamon, one teaspoon nutmeg, a half teaspoon cloves, a half teaspoon ginger. Mix well, set aside, and drink something else. In an Irish coffee glass or other mug, 
and add spice, butter, and rum. Pour hot water over the top and stir. Garnish with an orange peel and a cinnamon stick. Now, here are the tasting notes. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the first specialty cocktail of 2020 that even I, James Jules Ferris, have reservations about. I mean, you are drinking butter as an adult. But my mantra for this ridiculous year has been from the start, what else are you going to do? So here we go. Right off the bat, there's a compound butter with all those holiday spices. On the spoon, it looks like one of Santa's... Santa. Santa's elves! Santa's elves. Santa's elves just pooped out a little clovey nutmeg cinnamony gift for you. Deck the halls! Pour hot water over it and stir the melting heart attack into your memories. Add a fun little orange peel and cinnamon stick to put some rouge on this pig. Tell your family you love them and take a sip. You know what? It's not bad. I really thought the butter would coat my mouth and make me want to punch a reindeer, but no. It's a simple little holiday treat to be enjoyed on a cold night as you cozy up to the fireplace. But should you give this drink to Patrick on the most holy night, please think twice, because the moment the butter hits his lips, he'll be leaving the smelliest Yule log all over your festive tannenbaum. Joy to the world, everyone! Mm. Hot ruddered bum. <laughs> That's what you're going to have after you drink a hot buttered rum. I love that. <laughs> I'm horrified by this. This is, for the keto clan, oh. a dream come true. For the body dysmorphic, a fucking nightmare. Look at this thing. It's got butter in it. Are you sure you want to do it? I'm scared. Oh, God, it smells so good. Though. Oh, and it's Does hot. It? I don't like a hot liquid in my mouth. But this might be Contrary like a good to alternative to a toddy. Do you, do you ever drink a toddy? I just told you I don't like hot things in my mouth. Oh. Well, that you just insulted Marcus. Sorry. Cheers. Oh, God bless. You know what? I think I just drank the rim. <laughs> give, give this cocktail a great rim job. And drink it like you're eating someone's asshole on the top of Mount Everest. My lips feel like I just sucked off Vaseline. I was just about to say, the it's after coated. effect of it this. Is like, it's, I feel like I just had lip injections. Like Goldie Hawn and First Wives goes, can I touch him? <laughs> like, I just massaged the inside of my mouth with KY jelly. <laughs> this is leaving a film. I don't, if me? you finish this. No! Then... I've taken two sips and I have, you know... Look, this is great for the crew that wants to make a cocktail that was enjoyed in 1865. Would you join me for some hot buttered rum or a spot of mead? This is people who like wax lips. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> the ones that would drink those little wax bottles but then actually eat the wax yeah. afterwards. Like, what's wrong with these people? Yeah, yeah. Still, this is my fourth yeah. sip. That's my third, and I'm tapping out. The you know, thing is, it's deceptive because the orange and the cinnamon you think wants to keep you coming yes, back, yeah. but then two seconds later, you feel the oil slick, like it's the BP. It's an Exxon Valdez moment in your mouth. In Mrs. Sorensen's art class, we had to make <laughs> some kind of ornament. I think it was an orange. My friend Cassie, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. We had to take an orange and then put cloves in it. I think. Wait, like, what? Decorate it. Filled with clothes, I think, you know, that you'd put into a ham, and then you'd hang it. I don't know what else we did to it. Kind of blacked it out. Wait, so it looks like that little coronavirus icon that we've been seeing that's been grossing me out for six, eight months? <laughs> yes, and you just fill an orange 
with, with clothes, clothes on the outside as I'm a decoration? Do- I believe so. I believe so. What did you do with it after you did that? I don't remember because I didn't really understand the point of it. <laughs> it's a big orange for a kid. That's called a teacher who gave up. She's like, I don't know what we're going to do today. Here's a paper plate. Here's some markers. Good luck. Draw your face. That's like when- Draw your face. In my gym class in high school when they gave up because they ran out of things to give us to do, so they put out all the padded bats and we hit each other with padded bats. That's therapy. That's, <laughs> that's <not>. smart. That's <laughs> that That's smart. called Lord of the Flies. Let them kill each other. I'm not taking another sip of this because- <laughs> I don't know. It lures you in with the smell. And then the taste of the orange and the cinnamon makes you think that this is going to be a good experience. But about two minutes later, you're like, oh, I just had the chili fries from Texas Roadhouse, and I'm not going to regret. I mean, I'm going to regret what I just did to my mouth. Yeah. Good luck, listeners. Hot runner bum. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the joint walked a chick in a skirt that did not disappoint. All she wanted for Christmas was a new hot rock car and a rockabilly cat with a big orange guitar. Tickets to Vegas, he slipped in her hand Said seven come eleven and Santa's the man Her beehive was gone and her skirt was tied Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night Santa's gonna leave his grip up north at the pole Dude is all style and that's the way that he rolls I'll let me hang a stock cause when the lights are down low We'll listen to some music by the kids